Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a major change for college admissions. The Supreme Court strikes down affirmative action. What the ruling means for the future of higher education. Here are tonight's headlines. We break down the decision, plus the reaction tonight from supporters and critics. Today, the Supreme Court got it wrong. Our children will no longer be treated as second-class citizens. Long lines and short tempers at the nation's airports as weather and staff issues continue to wreak havoc on the holiday weekend getaway. The FAA says today will be the highest number of scheduled flights for the holiday. Poor air quality alerts are in effect for millions across the country as smoke from Canadian wildfires continues to spread. Look at how it's expanded from the Midwest to all the way down into the Deep South. The defendant is not guilty. Breaking news, the school resource officer at the Parkland massacre is acquitted of child negligence after not confronting the gunman at the deadliest high school shooting in American history. The Secret Service arrests a man accused of threatening to blow up former President Barack Obama's home, his alleged connection to January 6th. Georgia's fresh peaches are expensive and scarce. Always a diva fruit, peaches generally need 850 hours under 45 degrees Fahrenheit to blossom. What worries me is that it's becoming a lot more difficult to make peaches.
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. We begin tonight with the Supreme Court striking down affirmative action and reshaping college admissions. In a six to three decision, the justices ruled that Harvard University and the University of North Carolina violated the Constitution by considering race when deciding whether to admit someone to their school. A landmark case overturning nearly 50 years of precedent. It's the latest example of the conservative majority redefining American law, including abortion rights and guns. The ruling means higher education institutions will need to come up with new ways to create diverse student bodies. Groups of protesters, mostly made up of young adults, gathered outside the court to voice their outrage and to underscore how monumental this case is. Six of the nine justices wrote opinions, many personal and strongly worded. CBS's Major Garrett has all the new details and we'll start us off tonight from outside the Supreme Court. Good evening, Major. Good evening, Dora. Yes, it was personal with justices on the touchstone issue of race talking to and past one another. This sweeping and historic ruling effectively ends affirmative action in college admissions, reversing decades of precedent that less conservative court majorities had protected in giving colleges and universities some latitude to consider race as one factor as they sought to build more diverse student bodies. Writing for the majority, Chief Justice John Roberts said admission policies at Harvard University and the University of North Carolina violated the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. The student must be treated based on his or her experiences as an individual, not on the basis of race, Roberts wrote. Many universities have for too long done just the opposite. In a scathing dissent, Justice Sonia Sotomayor accused the court majority of ignoring history and precedent. The court cements a superficial rule of colorblindness as a constitutional principle in an endemically segregated society where race has always mattered and continues to matter. At the White House, President Biden criticized the conservative majority. This is not a normal court. And said the nation must find a new way to achieve diversity in college admissions. What I propose for consideration is a new standard where colleges take into account The adversity a student has overcome when selecting among qualified applicants. The opinion also exposed deep personal and ideological divisions within the court. Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson, the first black woman to serve on the high court, wrote in her dissent, quote, With let-them-eat-cake obliviousness, the majority pulls the ripcord and announces colorblindness for all by legal fiat. Clarence Thomas, the court's other black justice, responded, quote, Justice Jackson uses her broad observations about statistical relationships between race and select measures of health, wealth, and well-being to label all blacks as victims. We won't go back! Outside the court, students and civil rights leaders assembled to protest. I think in this moment in time, it's important for every institution, um, from colleges to corporations, to commit to pledge to diversity no matter what. Ed Bloom, the president of Students for Fair Admissions, brought the case to the court, arguing race should not factor into admissions decisions at all. Ending racial preferences in college admissions is an outcome that the vast majority of all Americans, of all races, will celebrate. CBS News polling shows that 70 percent of Americans think race should not be allowed as a factor in college admissions. But statistics indicate that in states that have banned affirmative action, such as California and Michigan, admissions for black and Latino students have fallen dramatically at their most selective universities. 
Shruti Kumar, a student at Harvard, opposes today's court ruling. I think the idea that our our society like can be colorblind is a silly one. We don't live in a perfect meritocracy. The decision was praised by most Republican primary contenders, chief among them former President Trump, who took credit for appointing three of the justices in today's conservative majority. Former First Lady Michelle Obama said she had benefited greatly from affirmative action and vowed to continue her work to build more minority inclusion in higher education. Nora? Major Garrett on this landmark case. Thank you. Let's turn now to some breaking news. A Florida jury has found a former sheriff's deputy not guilty for failing to act during the mass shooting at Parkland High School in 2018. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports prosecutors alleged his inaction contributed to some of the deaths and injuries. Former Florida Sheriff's Deputy Scott Peterson broke down in tears this afternoon, shaking with emotion after he was found not guilty of felony child neglect, culpable negligence and perjury. If convicted, Peterson could have faced nearly 100 years in prison. We've got our life back after four and a half years. Don't anybody ever forget this was a massacre on February 14th. The only person to blame was that monster. Victims' parents were disappointed with the verdict. Do you still believe that he put his life ahead of the others? I think the evidence is clear. We saw the school video. We saw him retreat from the danger. We saw him not be curious about where the gunshots were coming from. We saw him run away from the threat rather than towards the threat. 17 people died during the massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School on February 14, 2018. Peterson was the only armed school resource officer on duty. Prosecutors said he ignored his training to confront the gunman. Instead, he remained outside the building for more than 40 minutes. Peterson's attorney argued he could not tell where the shots were coming from. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman. The reason that this case is so unprecedented is that in the context of this mass shooting, this man was prosecuted because he didn't do something. That's very rare indeed. Peterson was the only person besides the shooter to be criminally charged. He decided not to take the stand during the trial. Nora. Manny Bajorquez, thank you. Tonight, millions of Americans are on the move ahead of the long July 4th holiday weekend. Today was expected to be the busiest day for air travel, adding pressure to an already stressful week at the nation's airports. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports that nearly 51 million will travel by plane, train, car or cruise, according to the AAA. Tonight, the 4th of July holiday weekend has a potential record number of Americans hoping for independence from travel troubles. It's a lot. Hopefully we make our flight. (laughs) Hoping that I can get to Florida without any delays. AAA predicts the number of holiday flyers will soar 11% over last year. But the rush comes as airlines recover from a series of storms that delayed about 45,000 flights and forced the cancellation of over 8,000 more since Saturday. United Airlines is the hardest hit, canceling around 14% of its flights just today. And in Denver, a sea of bags wait to be claimed as a flood of passengers try to get somewhere else. My phone dinged saying that my flight was canceled. Madeline Hardy left New York City on Amtrak, avoiding the airport. Since what's going on, I'm happy to be taking the train. On the roads, more than 43 million are expected to drive, surpassing the pre-pandemic 4th of July record with gas prices on average more than $1.30 a gallon cheaper than last year. 
Welcome news for Dennis Sandhurst, who's hauling a camper outside Los Angeles. We definitely have a little more money now to spend on the, the uh, tour stuff. And this moment, after a passenger from Phoenix left her passport on that plane, these British Airways pilots in the terminal got a hold of the guys on the flight deck who dropped her purse out the cockpit window as they pushed back for departure. Vacation saved. Amazing. She's going to get her passport. A travel silver lining there. The TSA expects tomorrow will be very busy. They anticipate screening more than 2.8 million people. That could be a post-pandemic record. United Airlines says it made good improvement today and expects to see its cancellations and delays continue to decline, weather permitting. Nora? That purse with passport drop was pretty good. She's very lucky. Chris Van Cleve, thank you very much. Many of those hitting the road will experience poor air quality from those Canadian wildfires. More than 112 million Americans across dozens of states are feeling the effects of the smoke. While in the South, it's the deadly heat. CBS's Scott McFarlane reports that some of the worst of the unhealthy air has settled above us right here in the nation's capital. Washington, D.C. today had some of the most polluted air in the world. D.C. and Maryland urged face coverings and for seniors to minimize their time outside. At the Washington Monument, Livia Pecos, visiting from Massachusetts, was masked. And it's like way foggier than it would be on a normal day. But you still wanted to make the trip today? Yes, because we want to see the monuments because this is our last full day here. So Nearly a third of the population of America is feeling at least some impact. In Chicago, city officials urge people to limit driving and they open some air-conditioned shelters. Tell it smells like a, a campfire. Residents said the air smelled like a barbecue pit as it blanketed Pittsburgh. And coaches canceled swim practice near St. Louis. They can get into some pretty rigorous activities, so we didn't want to expose them to the air quality at that time. In the South, heat is the big issue, as more than 44 million people are under an excessive heat warning. Janet Chamlian is in Houston. For construction workers like these and so many others, this is their office. There is no relief whatsoever from the heat. Right now, the surface temperature, where they've been working all day, has measured 123 degrees. Elsewhere, home security video captured a delivery driver overcome by heat. Amazon says the worker is okay. At New Orleans police headquarters, it's hotter inside than out. The air conditioning broken as the heat index hits 113 degrees. Back in D.C., satellite images show this cycle of smoke continues with more wildfires flaring up in Quebec and making the march south through the U.S. East Coast. This blanket of smoke, which you can see is blurring the Washington Monument, shifts south tomorrow, clearing the way and clearing the air for a crush of visitors coming here July 4th. Nora? And hopefully to see those fireworks. All right, Scott McFarlane, thank you so much. Now to that dramatic arrest today of a man who allegedly threatened to blow up former President Barack Obama's home right here in D.C. As CBS's Jeff Pegues has learned from his federal law enforcement sources, the suspect was also wanted for the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Law enforcement officials tell CBS News that 37-year-old Taylor Taranto was spotted in former President Obama's Washington neighborhood this afternoon. When police approached, he ran toward Mr. Obama's home before being arrested with multiple weapons and explosive materials. Officials were concerned because Taranto had been live-streaming threats in recent days that have since been deleted. 
His conversion van, parked nearby, was adorned with American flags and the words Patriots win written on one of the windows. Taranto was being sought by the FBI and Capitol Police for his role in the January 6th attacks. It's very troubling. Anytime you have an individual who is focused on uh, an event like January the 6th, who is in a vehicle, who has apparently the materials to make Molokov cocktails, and he's in the close proximity to uh, a former president. Duranto is from Washington State, but he's been spending a lot of time here in the D.C. area, according to our CBS sources who tell us that he'd been living out of that conversion van down by the D.C. jail where a lot of the January 6th defendants are being held. Nora. Jeff Pegues with all those new details. Thank you, Jeff. Turning now overseas, Paris and much of France remains on edge following three nights of violent and destructive protests sparked by the deadly police shooting of a 17-year-old boy during a traffic stop. President Emmanuel Macron called the killing inexcusable, and the officer is facing a preliminary charge of voluntary homicide. About 40,000 police officers are now on patrol across France. We turn now to a threat to an um, iconic American fruit the Georgia peach. An unusually warm winter has devastated the state's annual harvest by more than 90 percent, leaving farmers and consumers out in the cold. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Mark Strassman heads to the heart of peach country. In the peach state, naturally, you eat peach cobbler. But at Atlanta's Silver Skillet restaurant... Everything okay? We're either using canned peaches... Or we're having to do fresh frozen. Georgia's fresh peaches are expensive and scarce. Lawton Pearson, a fifth generation peach farmer, showed us why. You've got peaches here and that variety has nothing. Not one? Not not a single peach. Uh, That's the way 95% of the farm looks. His 1,500 acre peach crop is a lemon. They're all my buddies. They all died and now i got to deal with it. Pearson's losing an annual challenge. It's something called chill hours. His Georgia peaches, always a diva fruit, generally need 850 hours under 45 degrees Fahrenheit to blossom. This year's crop, with climate change, had about 700 chill hours. Starting in 2016, it's like we fell off a cliff. The average is is about the minimum we need to have a good crop. Yeah, but no margin for error. That's right. we got to come up to the average every year, and you know, we can't adapt without new varieties. Dario Chavez is trying to breed a better peach. Each one of these is actually a, a pit from the fruit that we harvest from a cross that we made. At the University of Georgia, his peach team is matchmaking slivers from the pits of different varieties. Their goal, a peach more resilient to Georgia's changing climate. Here we're looking at at a high-chill variety of peaches. But all good breeding takes time, and Georgia is running out. It actually takes decades. The short answer, you're working on it. We're working on it. Continuing to grow peaches, it's potentially a risk. Yeah, it is potentially a risk. In his groves of unfruited trees. Those were killed, but they didn't have the decency to fall off. Lawton Pearson worries about his family's future in peach farming. You really start to question whether this is a viable enterprise. A challenge both economic and existential. Georgia, the no-peach state. For I in America, Mark Strassman in Peach County, Georgia.
Hmm. An alarming report. Well, there are growing concerns about security at concerts in the U.S. after another artist is pelted by an object during a performance. We'll have the details next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. For the third time in recent weeks, a concert has been interrupted by someone in the audience throwing an object on stage. Country singer Kelsey Ballerini was hit in the face during a performance Wednesday night in Idaho. Fans posted online that Ballerini was struck by a bracelet. Earlier this month, pop singer B.B. Rexa needed stitches after being hit in the face by a cell phone. And then a fan threw a bag of their mother's ashes on stage at a pink concert. Billionaire Richard Branson's rocket is taking tourists to the edge of space. That's next. It was a historic day for space tourism. After years of delays, Virgin Galactic, founded by British billionaire Richard Branson, pulled off its first commercial flight to the edge of space and back. The winged rocket plane lifted off from New Mexico. The two pilots and three Italian researchers flew nearly 53 miles above Earth. They enjoyed a few minutes of weightlessness. A major league pitcher accomplishes one of the rarest feats in all of sports. That's next. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We end tonight with perfection. A pitcher on the New York Yankees is celebrating an extremely rare, perfect game. Domingo Herman shut down all 27 batters he faced, striking out nine as the Yankees blew out the Oakland A's Wednesday night, 11-0. It was only the 24th perfect game in Major League history and the first in over a decade. Herman revealed after the game that he'd been grieving his uncle's death earlier this week. Well, that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.